0: Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host Justine McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW and today we are chatting about some steps in choosing a service provider for your pup. So think groomers, trainers, veterinarians. This can be a super hard decision as you obviously want what's best for your pup and you want to set them up for success. So let's chat about some things
1: that you'll want to think about. All right. Yeah. The first one I want to say is fairly obvious, but sometimes it it may be not. Um, It's credentials. Um, This one is kind of a no-brainer when it comes to choosing any sort of service, but check to ensure that the service is certified to do the service they're actually set to provide. So, i.e., if you're going to a vet, Make sure that they are a certified veterinarian and that they have certified vet techs uh, that work for them.
0: Yes. And I believe – I forget what the organization is for this, but um, of course for like a – there is a professional body for veterinarians. It's like the Veterinarian Association of Ontario or the Veterinarian Association of
1: Canada. And on those – it is the CV. It is the CVO. So it's the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, and it is a public register available um, with information on veterinarian license status. So, i.e., you have a vet, and hopefully, they are legit and haven't done anything to have their license removed, um, what you can do is you can go on the CVO website and search to ensure that the vet you or vet tech you are going to, uh, is actually falling under this, uh, umbrella of licenses. Um, again, that's the CVO. If you search CVO.com in Google, it'll, it'll show up for you.
0: Yeah. Where this gets a little murkier is with trainers. Um there are definitely um certification bodies for dog trainers across Ontario and across Canada but unfortunately dog training as a profession is not properly regulated. Um so just because there is like a certification doesn't mean there's any like regulatory things happening on a regular basis to make sure that those people are actually doing their due diligence and know what they're doing um so this is a bit of a tough one but obviously you want your trainer to have some sort of training in dog behavior in training methods this is going to depend on what methods you go with um
1: Kind of all of those pieces. Ken, is there anything to add on that? No, you can just do, um, you know, checking things like you know their experience. So how long have they been training for? Um, even newer trainers obviously need to build up you know clientele and rapport. So, but a lot of them have done uh, a lot of work in the past with with dogs um, or other animals. Uh, another thing is just, uh, checking, uh, basic standards and guidelines. So, uh, this is more so regulated in the States In Ontario. It's kind mm. of a gray area, but there are again, um, certifications that do say like, Hey, yes, I have done this. <clears throat> the animal behavior yeah. college is one that a lot of people go to and will get certified. They are R plus, um, for the most part, but there are, you know, documentations out there that can, uh, be used as credentials. Um, getting, uh, referrals is really, really important when it comes to trainers. And we will talk about that a bit later. Um, but yeah, unfortunately there's no, I am a trainer document.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The one thing I will say is that, um, I forget what the exact title is, but like Behavioral, so like dog behavioral or behaviorists, there is a per, like an actual body that regulates behaviorists, and there is like certain credentials they have to have obtained. So that one is actually like separate and aside from trainers. um So if you were, let's say, recommended by your vet to go to a behaviorist, you would want to look for a true behaviorist, and there definitely is a governing body for that type of work. Um, but groomers. No clear credentials. Same. Um, you see a lot of, yeah, apprenticeships for groomers. It's more, it's treated more like a trade, right?
1: Yeah, it's the same as trainers. Like, uh, unfortunately, there's no, like, body that's uh, that looks out for registered groomers, so to speak. Um there are different courses that uh, groomers can go to, um, to, you know, just better their knowledge, but a lot of it is passed down knowledge. So, um, yeah, exact kind of think of like an, a, a tattoo artist. It's, uh, like an apprenticeship, an apprenticeship type model. Um, you are brought under the wing of an experienced groomer. They teach you the ways, um, knowing dog breeds is super important and how to, you know, treat each, uh, coat correctly, et cetera. That is just a lot of experience. So a little different there. Um, but under the umbrella of credentials, yeah, the um, vet side of things is really, really heavy there. Yeah. Um, Okay, I feel very passionate about this next section.
0: <laughs> so um, referrals and reviews. So like online reviews. Um, obviously, there's loads of places where you can get reviews for different types of services, whether that is Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Um, Some people use Yelp. I don't really use Yelp. I'm a Google review girl. But like, you can bet that I am not going to a new service provider for anything without doing a deep dive into their Google reviews. Like I'm going down that rabbit hole. (laughs) I will say that Take Google reviews with a grain of salt. Like I tend to look more than anything, I tend to look for patterns. So if there you know, are a handful of people being like, this place sucks, I'm probably going to ignore those. But if there's an ongoing pattern and people are saying the same things and have the same concerns, they're probably valid. Um, Also keep in mind that sometimes reviews can be disputed and screened and then they get deleted. So that's a thing to keep in mind as well. But let's talk more about like community reviews and referrals. So Ken's, where would you go? as like a resource for, for this sort of thing.
1: So we are really fortunate to have a awesome, um, online community of dog owners, um, in the area. And, uh, the Facebook group dog owners of KW is a fantastic resource. So, um, Maria, who is the main admin for that page has created, um, different services, uh, files and you can click on there and see different services that are available so trainers groomers um, and uh, I don't know if she has vets on there but same with our guides like it's very very similar where the services are laid out um, and you can just kind of scroll through so yeah so while the list is super helpful
0: um, one thing that can also be incredibly helpful is to search in the group so if you search like positive reinforcement trainer or balance trainer or groomer for doodle um you're going to get an onslaught of threads where people have already probably answered that question a lot of times um they have been um really increasing the moderating yes Um, because there are so many questions of this nature, this is one of the reasons why we did this episode. Um, they are really, uh, increasing moderating on those types of questions and encouraging people to do a search because there's so much existing knowledge already there. So just with a quick search, you can get a really good sense of who in our community is incredibly reputable. So between that and Google reviews, you should be in a pretty good place to know if, um, a service is well sought after, essentially.
1: Yeah, this is a key starting point, I think, for a lot of these searches on what will work and what you th- what you think will work best for your dog. So start there again, Google, dog owners of KW Group, great starting point.
0: Okay, so Kens, I'm looking for a service that has like an in-person space facility. What are some of the things I want to keep in mind if I'm going to go see a space? Um, So a trainer has a space, a vet clinic, or a grooming salon. What do I want to look for?
1: Well, please make sure the space is clean. If it's not clean, then... Maybe, hmm, I don't know. If you're thinking of, you know, if it is a training facility that you are planning on training your dog in or maybe eventually boarding them, a lot of training facilities do offer that kind of board thing. Vets are huge. If you go into a vet, a, a vet facility should be as clean as a human hospital. So there should be no difference there. Um, You should walk in and feel like you are in a very sterile environment. Um, And lastly, groomers. Yes, there's going to be dog hair everywhere. It is a grooming salon. However, um, you know, have a look around quickly just to see if, um, you know, they're uh, storing their um, cutting shears in a, in a, a correct manner that there's not, you know, piles of dog poop places, you know, like it's, it's things like that. So yeah, just check to see that the place is tidy. Um, is it ventilated? This one is really huge, especially in like, um, in, in grooming salons and vets clinics. Um, it's always, uh, nice to check to see if the place, uh, has safety procedures, um, for health and hygiene practices. Uh, this is a regulated thing in most of these situations with the uh, dogs being in play and, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to check out the facility beforehand. Uh, I think this is one that a lot of people choose, um, to forego, but if you are choosing a vet, like, don't be afraid to go in and check it out. Scope it out a little bit. Um, you know, meet meet the um, the team if you can. Same with like groomers, yeah. you know, introduce yourself, introduce your dog, see if you get a good vibe, all of these things. Um, don't be afraid to do especially, that. Especially
0: with a vet clinic because these are the folks that are going to be supporting you at some of your most stressful times. So you want to make sure that, you you know, you walk in and you get a good vibe from their space and it feels like a good fit for your personality and you like the staff and these are people that you're going to be engaging with when you're probably not your best self to be honest That is so true um right? Like if your dog is sick and not doing well. So just something to keep in mind. Don't hesitate to meet with these types of service providers before you commit to working with them.
1: Yeah, very, very true. So there we have it. We've talked about the first few things to look for when choosing a service for your furry pal. When we come back, we'll continue chatting about other things to consider because there's still quite a few. So we will be right back.